This is America in the Morning from Westwood One. Good morning, I'm John Trout. It's Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. Here's what's coming up on America in the Morning. A dramatic day on Capitol Hill ends with Republicans failing to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. I'm John Stolnitz in Washington. A Michigan jury has found a school shooter's mother guilty of involuntary manslaughter in the deaths of four students in 2021. I'm Lisa Dwyer. A federal appeals court says Donald Trump can stand trial in his 2020 election interference case. Sagar Magani at the White House. Federal air safety officials say boats on a Boeing jetliner were missing before a panel blew out in mid-flight last month. I'm Norman Hall. Ronna McDaniel's tenure as the chair of the Republican National Committee may soon be coming to an end. I'm Jeff McKay in Washington. A former Fox News host plans to sit down one-on-one with Russian President Vladimir Putin. I'm Clayton Neville. All ahead on America in the Morning. In a day of multiple defeats for House Republicans, the effort to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas failed following an 11th-hour appearance by a sick Democratic congressman. John Stolnes has more from Washington. The yeas are 214 and the nays are 216. The resolution is not adopted. House Speaker Mike Johnson reading the stunning results of the House vote, failing after three GOP House members, Ken Buck, Tom McClintock, and Mike Gallagher, all voted against impeachment, sending shockwaves throughout Capitol Hill. Gallagher's vote made it 215 to 214 in favor of impeachment until Democratic Congressman Al Green, wearing a hospital gown, was wheeled into the chamber following surgery, casting a last-minute vote against impeachment, resulting in a 215 to 215 tie. A fourth Republican member then changed his vote from yes to no to allow the vote to be taken up again later. Afterwards, Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene said Democrats tricked the Republicans into this defeat. They hid one of their members uh, waiting to the last minute uh, watching to see our votes. Republican Chip Roy arguing before the vote for Mayorkas's impeachment. The Secretary of Homeland Security has blatantly ignored the laws of the United States he is charged to faithfully execute. While Democrat James McGovern spelling out the reasons against. This could be the first time in American history an impeachment will go to the floor of the United States House of Representatives with no evidence. Now, Mayorkas may yet be impeached. Republicans plan to bring the articles back upon the return of Steve Scalise, who missed yesterday's vote as he undergoes cancer treatments. Then another shocker, as Speaker Johnson brought a standalone Israel funding package to the floor requiring a two-thirds majority vote in favor that also failed 250 to 180. Democrat Rashida Tlaib voting against the $17.5 billion aid package. I'm tired of my colleagues coming to me whispering. I don't really like Netanyahu. Well, then why are we sending him billions of dollars with no conditions? Earlier in the day in the Senate, Republican Minority Leader Mitch McConnell admitting after their weekly caucus lunch, the border security deal finalized over the weekend is dead. And it's been made pretty clear to us uh, by the speaker that it will not become law. John Stolness, Washington. Just after a day of deliberating, a Michigan jury has found a school shooter's mother guilty of involuntary manslaughter in the deaths of four students in 2021. Lisa Dwyer reports. On count one of involuntary manslaughter as to Madison Baldwin, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. On count two of involuntary manslaughter in regards to Tate Muir, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. The verdict makes Jennifer Crumbly the first parent in the United States to be held responsible for a child carrying out a mass school attack. 
Prosecutors say she had a duty under state law to prevent her son, who was 15 at the time, from harming others and for failing to get help for Ethan Crumbly's mental health. I would submit to you this is not some master plan where Mrs. Crumbly decides she's going to suddenly say there's no signs. First of all, there's no evidence of signs Mrs. Crumbly knew about. The question about why Jennifer Crumbly didn't take one of these small, small actions Secure the gun. Find out where the gun is. It looms large. Craig Schilling, the father of victim Justice Schilling, had this to say. It was a, a long time coming, but it's definitely a, a step toward the accountability like what we've been talking about. Um, it's, it's kind of been our goal the whole time. Um, it was uh, tough to wait it out for sure. Um, there was a lot of emotion in, back here and in the courtroom. And it's not really about winning or losing, you know, it's about, um, you know, making it apparent that, you know, this has to stop. Jennifer Crumbly will get credit for roughly two and a half years in the county jail when she returns to court for sentencing on April 9th. The maximum term for involuntary manslaughter is 15 years. It is your choice to have a child and you cannot choose to not take care of your child. You cannot choose to not nurture your child. You cannot choose to... Um, take your own interest over your child, especially when it comes to mental health. Sound courtesy WXYZ. I'm Lisa Dwyer. When we return on America in the Morning, Trump court case headed to the Supreme Court after these messages. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back. You're with America in the Morning, a check of the nation's weather this Wednesday. Here's AccuWeather.com meteorologist Carl Erickson. Well, much of the central and eastern part of the nation will continue to thaw out today as it will remain largely dry, calm, and mild for early February. Despite a lot of clouds across the Great Lakes and Midwest today, it will remain mild with highs in the 40s and 50s. The eastern seaboard will have plenty of sunshine, although the day can start with some clouds near the New England coast. Highs will range from the 30s in northern New England, but quite mild over the mid-Atlantic with 40s and 50s for highs. Despite an increase in cloud cover, the central and southern plains will remain mild with highs in the 50s and 60s. 
60s. Much of Texas and through the southeast will have a nice day for February with sunshine and some clouds and highs in the 60s, even 70s across southern parts of Texas and Florida. Much of the wintry weather will be confined to parts of the west today. There'll be snow in the air across a large part of Montana, southward to the higher elevations of the central and southern Rockies, where a fresh one to three inches of accumulation is expected. Heavier snow will fall over the mountains of northern Arizona, with Flagstaff picking up an additional four to eight inches of snow. A few rain showers will sneak into the northern plains with a mix of rain and snow over western North Dakota. There can still be ongoing flooding issues over southern California from the recent days of heavy rain. However, the heaviest rain is now over with a few lingering showers today. Further north, a steadier rain will fall over northern California, including San Francisco and Fresno, which can lead to additional flooding problems. It will be breezy and cool from Nevada into the Pacific Northwest with showers of rain and heart elevation mountain snow. And that's the weather across America. In Washington, D.C. today, plenty of sunshine, high 51. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, cloudy with rain and a high 56. That's the nation's weather. I'm AccuWeather.com meteorologist Carl Erickson. Remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. Just search America in the Morning in your favorite listening app. 15 after... I'm John Trout. A federal appeals court says Donald Trump can stand trial in his 2020 election interference case, a decision that's expected to be appealed all the way to the Supreme Court. Washington correspondent Sagar Magani is following the case. In the second such decision in two months, judges have rejected the ex-president's claims that he's immune from prosecution and can be prosecuted for actions he took while here in the White House and before the Capitol riot. While the Supreme Court has held presidents are immune from civil liability for official acts, Trump's lawyers say that should extend to criminal prosecution. Take a look at Harry Truman. He wouldn't have done, if you think Hiroshima... Not exactly a nice act, but it did end the Second World War, probably, right? Nagasaki, he wouldn't be doing that. He said, I don't want to do that because my, my opponents will indict me. You have to give a president full and total immunity. Special counsel Jack Smith's team says there's no such immunity in the Constitution or prior cases. Trump's trial was to start in March, but a federal judge postponed it last week without setting a new date. Trump is hoping to put it off until after the November election. Sagar Magani at the White House. Federal air safety officials say bolts on an Alaskan Airlines jetliner were missing before a panel blew out in mid-flight last month. Correspondent Norman Hall reports. According to a preliminary report by the National Transportation Safety Board, bolts that help secure a panel to the frame of a Boeing 737 MAX 9 were missing before the panel blew off the Alaska Airlines plane last month. The report by accident investigators included a photo from Boeing, which worked on the panel, which is called a door plug. In the photo, three of the four bolts that prevent the panel from moving upward are missing. The location of a fourth bolt is obscured. Pilots were forced to make a harrowing emergency landing with a hole in the side of the plane. I, Norman Hall. Eli Lilly weight loss drugs sparks their new round of profits on Wall Street when America in the Morning continues after these messages.
Welcome back. You're with America in the Morning. Rona McDaniel's tenure as chair of the Republican National Committee may soon be coming to an end. Details from America in the Morning's Jeff McKay. The New York Times is reporting that McDaniel, the longest serving RNC chair in modern history, told former President Donald Trump that she would resign after the February 24th South Carolina Republican presidential primary. As Trump moves closer to securing the GOP presidential nomination, he has been ramping up calls for new party leadership. Fox News reported that McDaniel met with Trump at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida on Monday and soon after said in an interview on Newsmax that it was time for McDaniel to step down. In a separate move, RNC Chief of Staff Mike Reid announced he is leaving his post at the end of the month. It's unclear so far as to who would replace McDaniel. I'm Jeff McKay in Washington. New York Community Bank swallowed up part of the failed Signature Bank in 2022, and now the Long Island-based regional bank is facing serious issues. Stock in New York Community Bank nosedived after releasing a damaging earnings report and slashed its dividend. Fears over bad loans have sent the stocks of other regional banks down by as much as 10% over the past week, raising worries of a wider crisis. After the closing bell on Tuesday, shareholders filed a lawsuit against New York York Community Bank claiming they were defrauded. Here's CNBC's Jessica Ettinger with Wednesday Business Headlines. Wall Street opens today after a winning day yesterday for the markets, the Dow clawing back some of Monday's losses. It was up 140 points yesterday. Disney's ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers teaming up for a new sports streaming super app. A new streaming sports platform that will offer all of their current sports programming available to cable subscribers on this new, yet-to-be-named, yet-to-be-priced app. Not including our parent company, Comcast and NBC Sports, and not including Paramount CBS, but bringing together a lot of sports programming. We're talking about football, basketball, baseball, hockey, a lot of college sports, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Big East, the SEC, and on from there. NCAA championships, uh, golf, Grand Slam tennis, cycling. CNBC's David Faber. Ford and Chipotle shares each popped last night in after hours trading on strong quarterly results. Snapchat parent Snap lost a quarter of its value after hours on disappointing revenues and earnings guidance. Eli Lilly out with blowout quarterly results after a strong launch for ZepBound, the weight loss drug, and its diabetes drug, Manjaro. I don't even think the drugs are really in the majority of America yet. This is pretty much a metropolitan area drug. New York, Miami, L.A., Dallas, middle America, I don't even think close. Eli Lilly put that Lilly Direct business in operation. That's to get the drug into people who actually need it. Medically obese by definition. That we haven't really seen in numbers yet. And yet ZepBound did almost $200 million in one month. Right, So you annualize that, not so bad. The zoo host Jared Holtz on CNBC. On today's watch list, we get a lot of earnings, including a biggie, Disney, plus Mattel, Hilton, Uber, Roblox, PayPal, and Yum! Brands, which owns KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell. There's CNBC's Jessica Edinger. American broadcaster gives Vladimir Putin a platform when America in the Morning continues after these messages.
Welcome back. This is America in the Morning. Legendary country singer and songwriter Toby Keith passed away yesterday after battling stomach cancer. Correspondent Julie Walker reports. I should have been a cowboy. A statement posted to Toby Keith's website says he fought his fight with grace and courage and died surrounded by family. Keith was known for his overt patriotism on post 9-11 songs like Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Brought to you courtesy and boisterous barroom tunes like I Love This Bar and Red Solo Cup. Red Solo Cup. As a young man, Keith worked as a roughneck in the oil fields, then played semi-pro football before launching his career as a singer. He had 20 number one Billboard hits. I'm Julie Walker. Russian President Vladimir Putin is expected to sit down for an interview with American broadcaster Tucker Carlson. Correspondent Clayton Neville has that story. The former Fox News host would be the first American to interview Vladimir Putin since Russia invaded Ukraine nearly two years ago. Tucker Carlson was ousted from Fox last year and launched his own network that posts videos to X. That's where he announced from Moscow that he'll be interviewing Putin. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. Carlson said he's doing his job as a journalist and criticized American media for lifting up Ukraine's president as a hero and not telling the whole story. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States and we want it to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Carlson hasn't said exactly when the interview is going to happen, but did confirm that Elon Musk has agreed to allow the content on his social media platform. He says he won't block it. I'm Clayton Neville. America in the Morning for Wednesday, February 7th, 2024, is produced by Jeff McKay. Senior producer, Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout. This is Westwood One. This is America in the Morning from Westwood One. I'm John Trout. Coming up this half hour. President Biden is challenging Congress as the Senate deal on border security falls apart. Sagar Megani at the White House. Dozens of Republican lawmakers come to the defense of former President Donald Trump. I'm Clayton Neville. The dramatic Nevada primary. A recap. Los Angeles records nearly 400 mudslides during a storm that has drenched Southern California. I'm Mike Hempen. Calls for the Senate Minority Leader to step down? I'm Katie Clark with details. There's another vehicle recall. I'm Rita Foley. A crew member working on the Marvel Studio series Wonder Man has died on the set. I'm Archie Zaraleta with the latest. Back after these messages. This is America in the Morning. It's a Wednesday in February. Where can we find the snow? AccuWeather.com meteorologist Carl Erickson. Snow will be difficult to find across much of the nation today as much of the central and eastern part of the nation will continue to be in a stretch of dry and calm weather with mild temperatures for early February. However, there will be some snow in the air across a large part of Montana, southward to the higher elevations of the central and southern Rockies, where a fresh one to three inches of accumulation is expected. Heavier snow will fall over the mountains of northern Arizona. In fact, Flagstaff can pick up an additional four to eight inches of snow today, bringing their total accumulation from this storm 
storm over a foot. There can still be ongoing flooding issues over Southern California from the recent days of heavy rain. However, the heaviest rain is now over with a few lingering showers throughout today. Further north, a steadier rain will fall over Northern California, including San Francisco and Fresno, which can lead to additional flooding problems. It'll be breezy and cool from Nevada into the Pacific Northwest with showers of rain and mountain snow. A few rain showers will sneak into the northern plains with a mix of rain and wet snow over western parts of North Dakota. Showers will reach Minnesota into this afternoon. Despite an increase in cloud cover over the central and southern plains, it will remain mild with highs in the 50s and 60s. Much of Texas and through the southeast will have a nice day for February with sunshine and patchy clouds with highs in the 60s, even 70s across southern parts of Texas and Florida. The Great Lakes and Midwest will have a lot of clouds today, but it will remain mild for February with highs in the 40s and 50s. Dry and calm weather will remain in place along the eastern seaboard with plenty of sunshine, although they may start off with some cloudiness near the New England coast. Highs will range from the 30s in northern New England, but mild over the mid-Atlantic with 40s and 50s. That's the nation's weather. I'm AccuWeather.com meteorologist Carl Erickson. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. Just search America in the Morning in your favorite listening app. I'm John Trout. In a stunning turn of events in the House, the GOP bid to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas failed to garner enough votes to pass, and it was followed by a standalone bill to aid Israel, which was soundly rejected. With the nation's border and money for Ukraine also hanging in the balance, President Biden makes a challenge to Congress. Washington correspondent Sakar Magani explains. We had a very robust discussion about whether or not this product could ever become law. And it's been made pretty clear to us uh, by the speaker that it will not become law. Within days of bipartisan negotiators reaching a compromise, Senate Republicans have backed away from the package. Because they're afraid of Donald Trump. <laughs> afraid of Donald Trump. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. The GOP frontrunner has been whipping Republicans against the package, and the president's calling on them to do the right thing. For the last 24 hours, he's done nothing, I'm told, but reach out to Republicans in the House and the Senate and threaten them and try to intimidate them to vote against this proposal. And it looks like they're caving. Frankly, they owe it to the American people to show some spine and do what they know to be right. House Speaker Mike Johnson is not budging, even if the Senate passes the bill. If ultimately they send that bill over, we will, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to put it on the floor in its current form. I've already said that. They're talking about amending it over there. We'll see how that happens. I'm not going to prejudge the outcome. The bill's rapid failure leaves the president with no clear way to get Ukraine aid through Congress as Kiev struggles with arms shortages amid a renewed Russian onslaught. Just months ago, the Republicans were asking for this exact bill to deal with the border, to provide support for Ukraine and Israel. And now, and now it's here. And they're saying, never mind. Never mind. Sagar Magani at the White House. Related to his alleged role in the January 6th Capitol riot, a resolution is being proposed in Congress that declares former President Donald Trump was not an insurrectionist. Correspondent Clayton Neville reports. 
Congressman Matt Gates is behind the resolution put together by 60 members of Congress. We are here today to authoritatively express that President Trump did not commit an insurrection uh, and we believe Congress has a unique role in making that declaration. The move comes amid efforts by some states to disqualify former President Donald Trump from appearing on their 2024 presidential election ballots. The argument in those states is that Trump engaged in an insurrection during the January 6th Capitol riot. It was all about politics. Congressman Corey Mills pointed to the Biden administration's response to Black Lives Matter protests. Well, right here, you've got Kamala Harris who is actually trying to raise funds for the very people who are setting fire to our cities in 2020. Why don't we go look at Minneapolis? Why don't we go look at Seattle, New York, Baltimore? Congresswoman Elise Stefanik said that Democrats will stop at nothing to take Trump down and keep him out of the Oval Office. Joe Biden claims that democracy is on the ballot, yet the American people know that it is Joe Biden and Democrats who are openly attacking democracy. Stefanik and Gates believe approving the resolution would be helpful legally. They know that the weaponized attacks of radical far-left prosecutors and Joe Biden's Department of Justice against President Donald Trump are nothing more than a targeted political witch hunt used to further their own extreme far-left political agenda and hijack the will of the American people come election day. Efforts to get Trump off the ballot have been reported in at least 35 states. Trump's name removed from the ballot in Colorado and Maine, but the U.S. Supreme Court taking up those cases. I'm Clayton Neville. Monday's announcement from Buckingham Palace that King Charles III has been diagnosed with cancer has set off speculation about what type of cancer he might have. As correspondent Charles de Ledesma reports, the king received a visit on Tuesday from his son, Prince Harry, who flew to London from his Los Angeles home. The statement didn't specify the type, saying a separate cause of concern was noted during the 75-year-old British monarch's recent hospital procedure for benign prostate enlargement. Oncologist Patricia Price says there could be some cause for optimism. During the examination of the pelvis, other organs are looked at as well, or there may have been some preoperative tests that were done. But the main thing is it sounds as though he didn't have any symptoms from this cancer, so it's been caught early. And all the messages we're... They're coming out are very reassuring. The doctor also urged people to go for screening tests because if it's caught early, then a lot can be done. From what we know, he's having treatment as an outpatient who will be carrying on with his work. So that shows that nowadays a lot of our treatments are very precise and are not too toxic and people can get on with their lives, which is most reassuring. On Tuesday afternoon, Harry could be seen arriving at the King's Clarence House residence near Buckingham Palace in a black SUV after an overnight flight. The two have a troubled relationship and Harry has seen his father infrequently since the prince quit royal duties in 2020 and moved to Los Angeles with his wife Meghan. Charles de Ledesma, London. Mudslides and power outages in California. Murderers in South Carolina want a reprieve and primary drama from Nevada. Those stories and more next. America in the Morning is back after these messages. This is America in the Morning. I'm John Trout. 
The state of Nevada held its presidential primary. President Biden took all 14 pledged Democrat delegates, winning 90 percent of the vote. On the Republican side, former President Trump was not taking part in the primary, opting instead to be involved in the state's caucuses, where delegates will be awarded. In the GOP primary, Trump's name was not on the ballot, and the projected winner of the primary was the line called None of These Candidates, which garnered 60% of the vote. Nikki Haley, who won't be taking part in the party-run caucus, claiming it's a rigged process for Trump, came in second with about a third of the votes cast. One of the worst rainfalls in Los Angeles history has led to over 400 mudslides during a storm that's drenched Southern California and left tens of thousands without power. Correspondent Mike Hempen reports. It has been one of the wettest storms in Southern California history, dumping more than half the amount of rainfall Los Angeles typically gets in a season in just two days. L.A. Mayor Karen Bass says it's not over yet. This storm continues, and that means we still need Angelinos to take precautions and to stay informed during this time. National Weather Service meteorologist Ariel Cohen says it's one for the record books. We're talking about the third wettest two-day stretch since records started in the 1870s. Between 6 and 12 inches of rain has fallen over the city and saturated the ground, and officials say that can increase the risk of landslides long after the storm passes. The Weather Service is warning people to remain on high alert as swollen and fast-moving creeks and rivers increase the risks of drowning. I'm Mike Hempen. In a rare move, one senator is publicly calling for the Senate Minority Leader to step down. Katie Clark has that story. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz is speaking out against Mitch McConnell, calling for McConnell to resign as Republican Minority Leader after years of publicly not giving his support. Last year, the House voted to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker, including votes from some Republicans. McConnell is showing support for the recent border security bill, and Cruz is not backing it. At a press conference, a reporter asked Ted Cruz if he thinks it's time for Mitch McConnell to go. His response. I think it is. Look, everyone here also supported a leadership challenge to Mitch McConnell in November. I think a Republican leader should actually lead this conference and should advance the priorities of Republicans. Later in the day, another reporter relayed to Mitch McConnell Cruz's points at his press conference, quoting him that he shouldn't have negotiated with Democrats. The bill is designed to fail and time to step down as leader. Mitch McConnell's response. I think we can all agree that Senator Cruz is not a fan. I'm Katie Clark. State officials in South Carolina want to resume executions, but the lawyers for four death row inmates are fighting it. Correspondent Donna Warder reports. While there's no moratorium on executions in South Carolina, the state hasn't performed one in nearly 13 years. There are 33 inmates on South Carolina's death row, and the attorneys for four of them plan to argue that the state's old electric chair and a new firing squad are cruel and unusual punishments, and that a 2023 law meant to allow lethal injection to restart keeps secret too many details about the new drug and protocol used to kill prisoners. South Carolina's says all three methods fit existing protocols. Grayson Lambert, a lawyer for Governor Henry McMaster's office, says that courts have never held that an execution has to be instantaneous or painless. South Carolina's current execution law requires inmates to be sent to the electric chair unless they choose a different method. I'm Donna Water. 
We bring you news now of a vehicle recall. This time it's Honda. Correspondent Rita Foley has details. Honda is recalling thousands of vehicles because the front passenger airbags may inflate when they're not supposed to. It's a faulty sensor. The models being recalled include some Honda Pilot, Accord, Civic Sedan, HRV, and Odyssey models from 2020 through 2022, as well as the 2020 Fit and Civic Coupe. Also included are the 2020 and 2021 CRV, CRV Hybrid, Passport, Ridgeline, and Accord Hybrid. Dealers will replace the seat sensors at no cost to owners. I'm Rita Foley. Artificial intelligence is still on the minds of a lot of people, fearing that they may lose their jobs to a computer-generated worker. Now the news may soon be brought to you by an artificial persona. Fellow human Chuck Palm has that in today's tech news. Microsoft has said they're teaming up with media platform Semaphore and other news organizations to help journalists work with generative AI in content production. Microsoft intends to identify and refine procedures and policies that use artificial intelligence responsibly in news gathering and other business practices. Semaphore will be launching a news feed called Signals, which journalists can use with the help of tools from OpenAI from Microsoft to provide readers with analysis and insight on breaking news stories. This news comes at a time when ChatGPT maker OpenAI is facing a lawsuit from the New York Times over unauthorized use of published content. And in Apple news, a federal judge has dismissed a lawsuit by a Silicon Valley startup accusing it of illegally monopolizing the U.S. market for heart rate monitoring apps for its Apple Watch. Apple said in a statement, today's outcome confirms that it is not anti-competitive. Tell us what you think at allthetoptech.tech. I'm Chuck Palm. We're up to Wednesday sports now on America in the Morning. Here's Robert Workman. Hockey last night, the Golden Knights capped the Oilers 3-1, ending Edmonton's 16-game winning streak, one shy of the NHL record set by the Penguins over 30 years ago. Aiden Hill leading the league in goals against and save percentage stopped 30 shots for the Stanley Cup champions. Canucks clipped the Hurricanes, Vancouver with the best record in the league, moving ahead of the Bruins, who got burned by the Flames. Devils drubbed the Avalanche, Penguins blanked the Jets, Tristan Jari with his league-leading sixth shutout. Stars parried the Sabres, Flyers nipped the Panthers, and the Canadians clubbed the Capitals, despite goal number 832 for Alex Ovechkin, 62 behind Wayne Gretzky. NBA Kyrie Irving enjoyed his return to Brooklyn, scoring 36 points as the Mavericks ripped the Nets 119-107. That's what this job is about. At the end of the day, it's the next generation and making sure they stay inspired and they see me out there doing my thing. Luka Doncic had 35 points and 18 rebounds, just missing a triple-double. Irving grew up a Nets fan and played there for four seasons before being traded to Dallas exactly a year ago. This year's trade deadline comes up tomorrow. Bulls erased a 23-point deficit to top the Timberwolves in overtime, Kobe White and DeMar DeRozan each had 33 points. The Jazz bopped the Thunder. Laurie Markkanen had 33. Suns stopped the Bucks, 32 for Devin Booker. Milwaukee just 1-4 under Doc Rivers. Pacers got past the Rockets. Heat overpowered the Magic, and the Knicks knocked off the Grizzlies. College Hoops number 1 Connecticut won its 11th straight, beating Butler. Clemson jumped out to a big early lead and held on to upset number 3 North Carolina in Chapel Hill. And two longtime baseball stars are staying put. The Astros and Jose Altuve have agreed to a 5-year extension through 2029 that virtually assures the veteran second baseman of playing his entire career in Houston, where he debuted in 2011. And lefty Clayton Kershaw is set to re-sign with the Dodgers for this year and an option that would give him 18 seasons in L.A. That's Wednesday Sports. And there will be lots of money bet on the game. We'll have that and more when America in the Morning continues after these messages.
This is America in the Morning. A crew member working on the Marvel Studio series Wonder Man has died on the set in Hollywood. Entertainment correspondent Margie Zaroleta has the story. A rigger who fell from the rafters has died on the set of the series Wonder Man at CBS Radford Studios, according to the trade publication Deadline. The man's name was not made public. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration is investigating. A Marvel spokesperson offers condolences to the man's family and friends and says the company will support the investigation. Filming was set to begin next month after a delay because of the Hollywood writers and actors strikes last year. I'm Archie Zaroleta. A former Disney actress has filed a lawsuit against the company with big tech on her side. Kevin Carr has more. In California federal court on Tuesday, Gina Carano filed a lawsuit against Disney and Lucasfilm. The suit alleges sexual discrimination and wrongful termination from the Disney Plus original series, The Mandalorian. Carano demands to be recast in the series, plus $75,000 and punitive damages. In 2019, Carano appeared in the role of Cara Dune in The Mandalorian. Cara Dune, Marshal of the New Republic. I heard rumors you might have gone legit. I wouldn't go that far. However, things turned sour when Lucasfilm dropped her from the Star Wars franchise following a series of social media statements that were characterized as racist, transphobic, and anti-Semitic. You know how I feel about the Empire. But these stripes, I mean, there are rules I need to follow. Afterwards, both United Talent Agency and her transactional lawyer dropped her as a client. I lost everyone. Carano alleges she was singled out for her conservative political beliefs. She claims sexual discrimination because some of her male co-stars, like Pedro Pascal, made politically liberal statements online and was not disciplined. Elon Musk has stepped in to underwrite the filing. This comes after Musk made a blanket offer to pay the legal fees for anyone fired for statements made on his social media platform X, still popularly known as Twitter. Currently, this high-profile case is the only one of its kind Musk is funding. I'm Kevin Carr. More Americans than ever before are expected to place bets on this year's big game. Correspondent Gethin Coolball has the story. Nearly 68 million American adults, about one in four, plan to bet on this year's Super Bowl. It would beat last year's record by about 35%. That's according to the American Gaming Association, the gambling industry's national trade association. Its estimates include bets placed with legal outlets, as well as with illegal bookies and online operations in other countries. The association says bettors plan to wager more than $23 billion on this year's Super Bowl, up from $16 billion last year. I'm Gethin Coolbaugh. America in the Morning for Wednesday, February 7th, 2024 is produced by Jeff McKay. Senior producer Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout. This is Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.